Fine. Okay, so uh, just a quick wrap up of uh, what we were talking about last week. So Yosef asked me uh, at the end of the year, we, we were discussing the the situation that we're having in the midbar uh, and and uh, and how to relate to that with the. Um, with the Yisurim, again, afflictions. Yisurim is afflictions. And we said that how is it that afflictions can help a person shake loose from the bonds that a person naturally has through their physicality to the physical world is uh, by, by, uh, by helping us to disconnect, right? As long as uh, our body works perfectly with the physical world around us so then we enjoy it we indulge in it and we're connected to it um, the examples of the Yom Kippur where we have a mitzvah to afflict ourselves inuyim. now inuyim doesn't mean you hit yourself with a whip or anything like this they're the mildest little things but there's five of them five inuyim because it's meant designed to help all five aspects of our soul going from the lowest level of nefesh up to the higher level of ruach the higher level of neshama chaya and yechida five levels each one corresponding to one of the five inuyim that the same way that we have five aspects of our neshama and therefore we connect to the physical world in five ways so the five inuyim the five afflictions remove a person in one of those two, in one of those key ways from the world and helps us to detach, to pull away from the world, which is what's important in Yom Kippur to achieve dveikus, closeness to Hashem um, by loosening the bonds of physicality. That's what Yisurim do for a person. And we pointed out that uh, indeed, um, an example of that, very clear example of that, would be the living in the desert that the Jewish people did and eating month, right? Uh, a desert is completely detached from any involvement in the physical world, any at all, swimming, um, uh, taking care of your lawn, building nothing there was, there was no there was no involvement in the physical world whatsoever and even the food that they ate as we said was not a physical physically satisfying food it didn't have the body of uh, of bread to um, to bite into like the um, like the Pasuk in last week's Parsha says, V'nafsheinu katsa v'lechem ha'kilokeil. Our soul, which is like the lowest part, the part that wants to bite into a nice juicy steak, uh, the, our, our soul is uh, disgusted by this, by this bread, meaning the month. Right? And like the Pasuk says in Dvarim, um, that you should remember the whole way in the desert that I afflicted you. That I took you through the desert all those years to afflict you. Inui. 
right? Why is Hashem afflicting the Jewish people in the, in the desert all those years? Answer is, it is, it is a process of helping us to pull away from physicality. Okay? by Yochai and his son going into the cave. Is that something they would have chosen? Is that something he would have done himself? No. He was a married man. He had a wife. He had children. He had a house. And what do you think would happen if all of a sudden the faucet would break in, in Rishim Baruchai's house? Noah? He would have to deal with that. The truth is, they didn't used to have running water back in the days. There was no, there was no indoor plumbing. Right. So the faucet breaking was very unlikely. But the point is, if the equivalent of that were to happen back then, so then one would need to be involved with it. And if the wife had issues, one of the children had issues, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai would have to deal with it. Doesn't the person have to have perspective at that point, though? What perspective? Maybe this is really annoying. Would Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai think that was really annoying? If I'm it, saying that if the sink or any uh, uh, of the afflictions, they could just be very frustrating and annoying. Hold on a second. That's not the afflictions. The affliction was oh, going into the when the Romans decreed a death warrant against him right. and he had to flee, had to leave his wife. Can you imagine not being with your wife for 13 years? So a person could just say it's very scary. Besides the scary, I'm pointing out that he was deprived of a very basic, um, one of the five Inuyim on Yom Kippur is the lack of intimacy, the lack of closeness with one's wife. So Rishim Bar Yochai, for 13 years, lacked intimacy with his wife. That could also just be very frustrating and... Absolutely. Right. That, that could be, yeah. yeah. 100%. As well as being in a dark cave for right. 13 years and eating the most, you know, unpleasant food and to the point his body broke apart so much that when his father-in-law, Rupitas Ben Yoyer, saw him afterwards, he took him to the bathhouse to try to wash him a little bit, to, you know, uh, heal him a little bit. He saw his whole skin was all cracked, broken open everywhere. And he cried seeing this. And his tears fell on Rabbi Shimon's back and burned him because, you know, you have open wounds. Tears are salty, so it hurts. So he said, don't cry because if you wouldn't see me like this, then you then then, then I wouldn't have the Torah that I have. The Torah that I have. Um, and can we scoot down a little bit? It's uh, we need to make a little bit of room for for Barbara. Make a little bit of room. Okay. Uh, so my point is that afflictions are not things we ask for, of course, right? But what we're learning about is that what afflictions do is they help a person to pull away, to detach from physicality. Doesn't it still require some perspective? It requires tons of perspective. Uh -huh. But there has to be an acceptance then ultimately that they have to know that this is... That's exactly what we're about to talk about. The, okay. the importance of accepting these afflictions with love. But, but uh, so I just wanted to point out that that's on an, even on a national level, for the Jewish people to become a spiritual people, we have to first live in the desert. 
in a state of deprivation. However, you put it and spin it, and and with all the midrash of Chazal, but the pasuk says, "Laman anosecha," in order to afflict you, I walk you through the desert. Why is it good to separate from the physicality? Uh, was there kind of a big difference between Avraham Avinu and the Shem? That like Shem was always spirituality, and Avraham was both physicality. And right. Then why are we coming back to separate from physicality again? We're talking about a person who can, who is involved in fixing the physical world, doing mitzvahs or helping other people, etc but who is not himself invested in the physical world. Two different things. There's a person who is himself lives for the physical world. He loves the physical world. And there's a person who is like an angel, like Avram Avinu, was like an angel amongst men, walking around and healing people and raising them up and not worrying about his own physicality and his own involvement in, you know, food but worrying for other people's hunger and other people's desire for food. Could a person theoretically have Isurim and still be connected to the physical world? Absolutely, as we spoke about last time. If you reject the Isurim, you don't accept them, you resent them. The analogy we gave was, a person is having stomach problems and he can't eat for weeks and instead he has to be on a, some sort of an idea or whatever it is. So one opportunity is, wow, here's, Hashem is giving me an opportunity to see that I don't have to be constantly chewing on something like a, like a herbivore, like a cow, right? Like a, a ruminant, right? We, we live in a world where we're constantly eating something, always something has to be in the mouth. As soon as there's a little bit of room in the stomach, oh, what else can I peck on? What else can? Also, the person says, you know what? I just get that one little injection once a day or whatever it is, right? And I'm good. I'm good. I, I don't. I, I don't need. I, wow! I have an entire day of time. It's incredible. From the morning, like on, on a fast day, which actually, barring the arrival of Mashiach. You know, by early tomorrow morning, we're going to be having a fast day. Yeah, this is Shvasar Batamus, of course, which uh, we're going to talk about. So on a fast day, all then you discover, like, wow, days are really long. When you take, when you remove the need to prepare for food, go get the food, uh, heat up the food, eat the food, you know, be involved in the food. The interruption of the food causes, right? And instead you just have the whole day, you discover you can, it can be a very productive good thing. But of course, on the other hand, a person in the IV, you know, who can't eat for a week, can be in the entire time, you know, resenting it and, 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 and cursing and just looking to new cookbooks and saying, when I get out of this thing, I'm going to be eating in the restaurant for the next week straight. I'm like already pre-ordering everything, right? So then, then on the contrary, that didn't do anything for the guy. And that's what, that's what we said, the tremendous importance. Of accepting these Yisurim, 
um, because that's uh, the, you know, understanding that this is an opportunity and this is what's going to be good for you. Doesn't have to be jumping for joy. Not jumping for joy. We're going to see at the maybe at the maybe maybe if we can make it to the end of the sheet, we'll see. Okay. Fine. So. Um, So we started, uh, it's a long Gemara in Brachas and that hey, uh, that deals with afflictions. And we started it already a bit a bit uh, last time. So you'll see the fourth, sor- fourth source on your sheet that we did, uh, we did that last time. Uh, and now we're on to the fifth source, which tells us a very important uh, principle, that if a person sees afflictions coming his way, it teaches, the, the Gemara teaches us a process that a person should go through to analyze why this is happening. Okay, so the step number one is, of course, to understand what kind of afflictions we're talking about over here. What every single time any bad thing happens, you just go through the process. So the commentators explain it's not any bad thing. There's all sorts of things that happen. If if you see that there's unusual, uh, strange things happening that, uh, um, let's see, can we make room for Alex to slide in? Um, that, you know, in, in other words, if you, if you stump your toe against the bedpost, don't get too worked up, accept it and go forward. Yeah? But if you stump your big toe once and you got a really bad bruise on there and then you stump it again on the same exact spot, say two more times, then something's going on. That's not, that is not normal. Okay? So at that point, the Gemara says like this. Step number one, you should examine your deeds very carefully. Means feel out your deeds very carefully and look for something that you did that would correspond to the thing, to these, to the afflictions that you get. And the reason is very simple. We explained to you last time that the most basic afflictions are afflictions that come as tochacha. Tochacha means. Reproach means to say corrective measures. Right now, so corrective measure means you did something. Uh, this behavior needs to stop. So, it, so in other words, uh, corrective measures themselves we pointed out to be comprised of two things: either yisurim shel his orus, afflictions of arousal. In other words, Hashem is pointing out to you, hey, by the way, you know, I want you to notice you're doing something wrong over here. So you're gonna get just like um, if you put your hand on a hot stove. What is what, what's gonna happen? What are you gonna feel? What you're gonna feel pain, right? Now that your body is causing pain to your brain. I mean your your nerves are shooting very sharp signals to your brain. It's 
the hand doesn't have doesn't think that it just it just shooting neural signals but but they hurt in, in our mind it hurts why is my hand hurting me hurting my brain you know why he's doing that to tell you take the hand off the stove right so that's Yisurim of his orus are telling you hey I'm causing you some pain over here but it, it, it's in order to prevent you from keeping your hand on the stove so you don't injure yourself yeah so that's uh, a higher level than if a person continues to ignore that impulse and eventually even after you take your hand off it's gonna hurt because you burned yourself that's gonna be the other level of Yisurim that that cleanse afflictions that cleanse that purge that remove the bad that a person has brought into himself by repeatedly doing this negative action. How do you distinguish between pain that is clearly unhealthy, like putting your hand on the stove is very unhealthy, but let's say that you're experiencing pain because you're working out in a, you know, a more heavy setting than usual, that doesn't necessarily mean it's indicative of oh, this pain is not something I should experience and I should remove myself from the pain. I'm getting lost in the, in the analogy. Let's just bring it back to, let's say a person, again, he stumped his toe, really badly bruised it, and then over the next few days, an object fell onto that toe, and then, and then afterwards someone stepped onto that toe. It's, it's, it's very clear in that sense that, you know, each, each one of those things that I had a corollary that was, that was causing it, right? But, but the point is, I, like, this is my toe is currently like a pancake, right? Like, the thing has just been, you know, <laughs> traumatized, right? Clearly, this is not a, a normal way that things go, right? And it's really painful. So, the first thing to do is to ask yourself, okay, let me examine my actions very carefully and look for some sort of a correlation to what I'm doing. Am I doing anything wrong that might be causing this repeated trauma to my toe? Okay. Do you have a question within that? I think it was more of a broad question. It's okay. We can we can just take it as Okay. Is there is there sort of an increasing um, measure that that, that Hashem is trying to draw your attention to when he is he puts you to suffering? So anyway, there's a concept right there: the tether, the brick, and the truck. Right. So in the beginning, I don't know if you guys talked about it, but uh, no, perfect. Yeah. But in the beginning, let's say you lose five dollars. Five dollars is not a big deal, okay? You then you maybe your you, you stock drops twenty percent. Well, ten thousand dollars. Okay. And then you lose a job. So right. Increasing. An increasing measure. Definitely. Yeah, the, yeah, there definitely is that. Yeah, there definitely is that as well. Yeah. Um, because again, the point of it, it's like a good alarm clock. They're called Yusurim of Hisorus. Hisorus means arousal, like to wake an alarm clock, right? So a good alarm clock does what? Starts off quiet, you don't wake up your wife, right? And it gets louder and louder and louder, right? Until finally your wife pushes you out of bed. <laughs> You think you have to wake up? You still have that padlock? 
Uh, yes, it doesn't look. <laughs> that was a good idea. It's a great idea. It's very expensive. Piece of junk. <laughs> okay. I didn't mean to bring a bad memory. <laughs> Sorry, I got a vibrating watch for ten dollars. Works just fine. Good. Okay. So, uh, so again, so that's the step number one. Continues the Gemara and tells us that the step number two is if you examined your actions very carefully and you didn't find anything that would correlate or correspond to the to the afflictions that you're seeing. Uh, I got a question. So, like, uh, your stock dropped, you lost ten thousand. Like, how do you correlate the loss of money or so again? Brick falling on your foot was your action. Like, I just want to point out your stock dropping. You know, 20% happens happens to everybody. We're looking for we're looking for something that's clearly out of a pattern, clearly out of the ordinary. That's what we're looking for, right? That's why I gave the example of it of the trifecto with your with the same toe, right? That that's like a pretty clear indication. So in that situation, how exactly do you correlate it? Let's say theoretically. Again, just to make it kind of very simple, let's say you've been kicking people on the bus, like you know, you're sitting on the bus and you're always kicking the person in front of you with your right toe. All and the people are like really complaining and whatever, and you don't care. And that, that would be, I think we could, we're all smart enough to like line up while you're kicking people with your right foot, your right toe is getting repeatedly traumatized, pretty straightforward, right? Okay, obviously things can get a little bit more sophisticated, but let's say a person is uh, doing, you know, uh, uh, something, um, a person is being dishonest in business, and then he keeps on repeatedly having, uh, you know, and he somehow said to himself that it's okay, because he's not in the Sunday Night Missiles Charm group, he's not learning about Nakia, so he doesn't really think about his... Uh, his decision making like that, so he's been uh, rounding, cor- you know, cutting corners or whatever it is, and all of a sudden, no, repeatedly these bad things are happening. So then you should say, you know what? Let me stop and examine my ways. In fact, the Gemara has such a, such a, uh, such an example. One of the Maroyim had all of his barrels of wine turned to vinegar. So he said, "What's going on over here?" Right? So he examined his ways and uh, he, d- he discovered that he had deprived some of his workers of something that he owed them. But he said, wait a second, but these guys, they robbed me blind. They stole from me everything. So like, I need to give them this. So the other sage said, yeah, still, even a thief who steals, even stealing from a thief still smells of fever. So you on your level, you shouldn't be doing that. So he reversed that action of his and the the price of vinegar happened to skyrocket at that time and he was able to sell his vinegar for the same price as wine. Okay, so now doesn't always work. Doesn't always work. Doesn't always work. Uh, but the concept, the general concept of how to approach afflictions is to look what is Hashem trying to tell me? That's number one. Number two says the Gemara, if you examine your deeds very carefully, 
and you didn't find anything that would correspond, anything wrong, then uh, you should examine and see if uh, you have bitul Torah on your hands, the negation of Torah learning. There's times that a person should be working, and there's times a person should be learning. And if there's times that you could be learning and you're not learning, you're negating the learning of Torah, that could be the cause of what's happening here. And then finally, I'll just get to the end and then we'll, then we'll come back and explain these. And then finally, if you examine and you don't find there's negation of Torah learning, there's no Bittal Torah, then you should accept these afflictions as being afflictions of love. Now, I'll remind you guys that last week we talked about that there are three types of afflictions. There's afflictions, broadly speaking, we said, there's afflictions for the Rishoyim. The Rishoyim, in this case, doesn't have to be monsters, terrible people. It means at the time the person is acting poorly, so afflictions for a bad actor. Okay? And those would be the afflictions of tohaha, of reproach, of corrective corrective to, to your to your behavior. Then there's afflictions to the Bainunim, to the to average to that Bainunim means a good person, but he still has what to work on in himself to refine his character. And we pointed out that afflictions can act to refine a person's character. Make him a better person. And then finally is the tzaddik can also receive afflictions, and those are called afflictions of love, which is to refine the physicality of his body, meaning his spirit, his soul, his mind, his emotions are already perfect, but his body is still physical, and through experiencing afflictions, that refines the body as well, helps that even the body is not involved in the physicality as much. So we said that last week, we discussed that last week. So, and we discussed that the learning of Torah, that that was the first citation in Gemara Brachas that we had, that the learning of Torah removes afflictions from a person, prevents them from coming. But we said that it doesn't mean that, there, that in all situations a person can get afflictions. For example, a person is doing something bad, he's keeping his hand on the stove, right? But he's also learning Torah at the same time. So of course, the learning of Torah is not going to protect him from those afflictions, because the afflictions are to correct his behavior. And it's saying, you're doing this bad behavior, you need the afflictions in order to get you to stop doing what you're doing. So it won't help for the Russia or you know, the, the, the person who did something bad and is receiving the afflictions as a corrective measure. The Torah also will not help for the, as we're going to see soon, for the big tzaddik, who is going to be potentially receiving Yisurim Shal Ahava, afflictions of love. Because with him, it's to transform his, his physicality to a higher level, which you have to deal with physicality directly, you know, by scrubbing. The one that it impacts is the middle level. The person who needs to refine and elevate his, his personality, his uh, midos, his attributes, etc. For that, the learning of Torah can protect. Why is that? Because the Torah, remember, is called what? Wings. It's the flying thing, right? 
So the Torah helps to elevate a person to an existence, to a higher existence, which does, for that middle level, will accomplish the same thing as will afflictions. It accomplishes a lot more also, but the point is there's no need for the afflictions. It saves a person from afflictions. How do you personally know what? He said. So therefore, having spoken out these levels. So again, person is experiencing afflictions. Step number one is to examine your actions. The person is learning Torah without any brittle Torah. So then it's going to be, he's getting his surim. First thing he should do is examine his actions and see if he's doing something wrong. Because if he's doing something wrong, his Torah is not going to protect him. And the reason why we assume, step number one, we assume that the afflictions are coming because of your actions is because that's the, uh, that's the thing that's, uh, you know, that's the thing that's like a affliction lightning rod, right? That, that draws afflictions, doing, doing bad deeds. Because Hashem has to help the person out, okay? That's the very first thing that you, that, that, that you do. Then, if you see that there is no, there are no actions that are being done that are, that are appropriate for those, for those types of afflictions. So then, you should assume they're due to Bittal Torah because you shouldn't go and assume that you're perfect tzaddik and that this is Yisurim of Ahava, right? Who says that these are afflictions of love? Maybe that, that you actually need to be still elevating yourself and still refining yourself and you're not doing that. I mean, you're not, you're not toiling in Torah enough and so the, these afflictions are, gonna, are coming to help you to refine your personality. And if you see that that's not what's going on, then you assume that it's uh, afflictions of love. So now let's look inside for a second. So the Gemara brings a proof that a person uh, who uh, a person who negates Torah learning is uh, potentially going to bring afflictions on himself. So happy is the person that Hashem afflicts him. And from your Torah we learn. In other words, you can either get afflicted or you could learn from the Torah. Yeah, in fact, the Vilna Gon says that Musr, which is the learning of Torah, which guides us into how to change ourselves, yeah? Musr is from the same language as Yisurim, afflictions. Musr, Yisurim. Why? Because either way, it has to happen. Either you could do it by learning Musr, or Hashem wants to do it for you through sending you Yisurim, through sending afflictions. A person has to change. A person has to refine himself. A person has to elevate himself. The Torah is, is a vehicle to do that. Or afflictions. 
Making things unnecessarily challenging. Like that's not that's not an affliction. It has to be really connected to what the root of the problem is with the person or what me like what the what any no, afflictions means pain, suffering, uh, things that just be uh, a challenge. Um, so like for a person what what would be actual Musar, not just like going to Musilashram Shira. I mean they have to do something themselves, they have to do some work. Absolutely. Right? So what's the so what would be the extent of that self affliction then? Well for example, every time the person really wants to do something and he holds himself back from doing it. Mm-hmm. That's Musar. Where it's, do, where it's, where it's really hard. Where it's actually, they know this is a challenge Overcoming for yourself. Mm-hmm. Overcoming yourself. Learn your Torah in such a way that it changes your behavior. It changes who you are. Now, what's the proof text for uh, that, I sh- that if a person has no negative actions that would correspond to this, and no bitl Torah, and then the afflictions are afflictions of love, as the Pasuk says, Yes, Hashem, Hashem the one that Hashem loves, he reproaches. So it's coming from love, that's called Yisurim Shalaham. That's for a big tzaddik. Okay. Why, why is it just for the tzaddik? That sounds like it could be for the Bain and the Yemen Russian. You're right, but there the love is. Uh, uh, not in an expressed way. It means to say, when you punish your child, what Baruch is pointing out is when you punish your child for that they, they broke the window, hopefully you're also doing it out of love. But there, the love that you're doing it is means because you love them, so you don't want him to grow up to be a spoiled brat, and so you're going to punish him. That's true, but right now, the love part is concealed under the discipline part, under the disciplinary part. Whereas here, uh, with a with the tzaddik, the love is much more revealed. Like we pointed out before, with the, um, you know, with the, um, no, I would say with the Ben, but you're right that technically it does apply to everyone. The Gemara understands in this drasha. That that, uh, that that this is talking about the social. I mean, like, can we even relate to what that love that love looks like? What do you mean? It, it, you, the, the example that we just gave is that the child can't appreciate the love right now because it's not revealed. But in the tzaddik, if he's experiencing the serum, it, it, it's still painful. Right. Very so, painful. So how is the, how does a person relate to that? If it's not doing a reparation, and I can't see, oh, they're doing it for my best interest. They're hitting me so I don't run into the, into the street. How is how is the tzaddik that is supposed to appreciate oh, that as being av? Mean to say, why is it? Yeah. Why is it av? Uh, how is it good? How is well, it good for you? No, the the Rishkol already said how is it good because it's removing the the goof the the, the physical aspect. Okay. That, but how does the is the the actual ava for saying it the the, the difference is that it's actually revealed. How is it revealed to the tzaddik other than the fact that he understands I'm not doing anything wrong, so this must be good. But what good is he's not actually experiencing the revealed love. He has to do a lot of he has to mindset. To tremendous, right? Tremendous amuna. It requires tremendous amuna. But the truth is, you know, 
that's why it's only sent to Tzadiki. My only a tzaddik would receive it because, because right, to, to send such afflictions to anybody but a tzaddik would, would, would also not be productive. Now the truth is that the Maharal does not go into this, but the Ramchal and their Hashem does, the second Chalik, and he says that uh, that there are different levels of Yisurim Shal Ahava, and there's higher levels where the person is actually able to accept afflictions upon himself, and by doing that, remove a potentially very harsh judgment against the entire community or the or, or the entire generation even maybe. And then he goes and says that there's even at a higher level still where a person could receive Yisurim of Ahava to to fix up some of the breakages that are innate in the world from the six days of creation. From the breakages that other Mauritian himself had to fix. So, okay, that's very, very, very high levels. It's coming back down to earth with us, ourselves. There's three parts to me. There's my body, there's my emotions, there's my mind. I need to be not doing anything bad. I need to have polished meadows, personality traits. I need to have a perfected mind that thinks about spiritual things. And and afflictions can help do that. They can help redirect my negative actions. They can help refine my personality. And they can help to help uh, that, that even my even my physical body will not be as physical now be uh, more like a spiritual being who lives on earth than a than a physical man who strives for spirituality okay um, next the Gemara says, Kol bo. Anyone that Hashem desires him, Doch o yusurim. He crushes him with afflictions. Like the Pasuk says, Vashem chafetz doch o hachai. He, Hashem desires, the one Hashem desires, He crushes him with disease. Yeah. So, obviously, we're talking about afflictions, but notice, but notice that there's a word of hafis of desire, which means that the afflictions are a way for Hashem to pull you close to Him. If you desire something, you go after it. The way that Hashem goes after us is by sending us afflictions. Because of what we said before. I mean, in, in other words, there's a closeness, there's a seeking of closeness. And that's, of course, why the Gemara says, you might think that this will work even if you experience afflictions, but you don't accept them with love. Says the Gemara, no. It brings a Pasuk. It has to be bedas. You have to do it that you that you knowingly understand what's happening and you accept it as it's happening. 
and you accept what's happening. Why? If you think about it, the whole function of the afflictions is what? To bring a person closer to Hashem. So if you're going to let that be, on the contrary, you're going to repel it, you're going to, you're going to reject it, you're going to, you're going to be uh, turned off from it, then there's the exact opposite. The way that the good that comes out of afflictions is it brings a person closer to Hashem. That's the good that's supposed to come out of it. So how, now, from the afflictions of corrective measure, I mean, you're doing something wrong, you get the afflictions, you stop doing it. There, it brings you closer to Hashem in the obvious way. Until now, you've been kicking people on the bus in front of you, right, or in the airplane. And then now you've got the triple whammy on your toe, and you stop doing that. So now you're closer to Hashem because you're no longer kicking people on the bus, right? But, uh, with the Talmud Torah, so again, so you're back to learning Torah with the full, with the full, uh, without all the distractions. And for, and for the and for the tzaddik, it's that by by accepting it, by seeking that closeness, by, by it's actually an opportunity. To get closer to Hashem, so he. But there, he has to accept it, love himself, because that the closeness comes from the desire to pull away from physicality, from the from seeing that it's good for me to be detached physicality. Otherwise, if he rejects it, it's not going to bear any fruits. If he does reject it, then Hashem won't send it to him anymore. Right. Yeah, like happened. There was a very big tzaddik this happened with, famous. Famous tzaddik, one of the biggest tzaddikim to ever live, and Hashem sent him afflictions. Very good, very good, Alex. Okay, you can come back for the next next week's share. Eov was one of the biggest tzaddikim to ever live. In fact, the, the the Gemara says there was a little bit of a competition going in heaven between him and Avram Avinu, and Hashem sent him these afflictions. And he rejected them. He, he, he rebelled. He rejected them. And Hashem said, fine. Hashem took away the afflictions. And, 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 and Hashem gave him the, the number of years that he suffered. Hashem gave him double that to live. He lived a super duper long life. And he lost a bunch of children. All the children died. He had, I forget, I think it was twice as many children. And he became twice as rich. He got everything back. In spades, take your bone and run away. Go, uh, here's your milk bone. Go, go bury it by the doghouse over there. That's what you want, right? So the point is that uh, that has happened. What? Say again. That's what I would want. I'm not outside. Therefore, Hashem is not going to send me. He saves it for you. Right. The yoke. For his blessed love. Wasn't it for specific punishment because he was an advisor to Paro? Paro had three advisors: Bilam, Eov, and Yisro. Right. And Yisro said, "In the end, you should do Jewish people." So it's true there's such a midrash. However, however, it's important to remember something. The Pasuk says in the beginning of Sefer Eo, can you give me a Sefer Eo? 
Yeah, I think uh, 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 if a tzaddik receives Yisum Shal'ab and rejects them. So, Alex. Pasek says, oh, you pulled it up already. Faster than me? What? Ha'ish ha'hu tam v'yashir v'yore lukim v'sar me'ra. So, the Gemara points out there's very there's very few people that says that about it. Now only Tam v'yosher Yirelokim v'sar meira incredible levels okay and and and, and throughout the same for Eov you see that the angel uh, the 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 Sultan comes to Hashem and Hashem says to him Have you seen the uh, have you seen my servant Eo? He ain't kamohu baritz. There's no one like him in the land. Ishtam v'yasher yirelukim v'sar meira. There's no one like him in the land. Okay. What? Yeah. Anyway, so the point is that so over there we're saying why he didn't have the protection maybe to protect him from such a thing because that, but but he was definitely definitely a tzaddik this was definitely Yisrum Shal Ahava and uh, he failed okay so that is uh, definitely very important to accept the Yisrum Shal Ahava Be'ahav understanding this for our good if something is happening to us is for our good. That's called emuna. Emuna is you you understand even if you if it's difficult to grasp and you can't figure it out and you search your actions, nothing was wrong, and you look for any bittel Torah and there's no bittel Torah. Then you say, okay, I guess I guess it's gonna be good for me somehow. It's gonna elevate me. It's gonna be good for the Jewish people. It's somehow or another a big big mitzvah. That's what a person has to end up with. What's safe to assume that most people nowadays should focus their attention on first? It's like a pyramid, right? It's like a pyramid. So, or like a bell curve, right? So, yeah, uh, where the the majority of people will fall into the first category. And from the remaining people, the majority will fall into the second category. And only a little tiny percentage of people are going to actually be having Yisum Shal Ahava. But that's what the Gemara does in the structure of the Gemara gives us. Running away would be a person has, has a headache. They take a Tylenol. Is that running away? Nope. Because we said that's a normal occurrence. No, but even more than that. Even more than that. Um, you accept what has happened until now. I mean, you accept what has happened until now. You don't accept what will happen. In other words, the case with a, with a toe. 
right? First, really badly stumped it, then a box fell on it, then somebody stomped on it, right? You accept it, but you still go to the orthopedist to examine your toe and potentially put a, put a splint on it or whatever else, right? I mean, the, the affliction that has already happened necessarily was meant to happen. You know how I know that? Because it happened, okay? But the affliction that is yet to come, maybe it's not meant to happen. Maybe I'm supposed to daven. I'm certainly supposed to try to change my ways as well. And I'm supposed to do to, you know, take care of myself. And you said, is treating, I was thinking the same thing, is treating a headache with Tylenol, rejecting the affliction, my immediate gut to that was, in order to even take the Tylenol, you have to accept the fact that you have a is that applicable? I don't know. Yeah, the, the point is to take the lesson, not to take the Tylenol and be like, okay, good, glad the Tylenol worked. Back to the thing, you know, you've had, you know, you've had uh, all of a sudden, you know, all these things are happening and you just keep treating the, the thing that's happening, pushing it away. Exactly, exactly. Treating the symptoms and not the cause. Okay. Um... Fine, next. Uh, the, we have, the Gemara brings a two-way disagreement amongst the Amoroyim. What is, um, that there's, uh, the, there's opinions that there's certain types of Yusurim afflictions that are categorically not Yusurim Shal Ahava. And that is, if they cause Bittal Torah, or your opinion is that they cause bittal tefillah. If first, tefillah, prayer. If, if the Yusurim you're having are preventing you from being able to learn, or from being able to daven, to pray, those are not afflictions of love. Why is that? Very simple. Afflictions of love is what? Is a vehicle to bring a person closer to Hashem. Like the Pasuk said, Hashem chafeitz dachol hacholi, right? Hashem desires him, so he crushes him with, with with afflictions. So, but desire means closeness. The whole purpose of the afflictions is to bring a person closer. Torah and Tila are the two main modes of connecting a person to Hashem. Torah connects our soul, our neshama, our mind up to Hashem, and Tefillah connects our ruach. Our heart, our emotions to Hashem. Tila is called Avodah service in the heart. The Torah is in the mind. Yeah, this is all in the realm of a, of a tzaddik. He's the only one who can get Yusurim Shalom. Yeah. So, for example, he's not going to have a stomach problem. Take him away from whatever the problem. Okay. You can't, if you, if you can't learn, depending on what type of problems it is, if you can't learn, or you can't daven, that would be the two. And the disagreement there is, which one is the, is the, is the central way a person connects. I mean, there's no disagreement that Torah ultimately in the higher, is the higher thing. But maybe the person being the, the main part of the person is over here, in the heart. That's where I am. Right, the Torah is really high, my mind connects high up, good. But where I am, is in the heart, that's where I connect to Hashem. So those are the two opinions 
either the primary connection is through Torah learning, uh, or of course Torah learning is the higher form of connection, but the more baseline, the more basic, like you can't take this away from me type of connection is prayer. So that's the disagreement in the Gemara, which one it is. Comes along Rabbi Yochanan and says, this one and that one, they can both be afflictions of love. I mean, afflictions of love can, yes, cause a negation of Torah and can cause a negation of prayer. And, and the reason is because through the very... Through the very uh, afflictions itself, <coughs> a person is brought closer to Hashem. Even if it, even if we take away the Torah and the Tefillah, there is a closeness that can be got, and therefore that can be that can be Yisurim Shalahav. Okay, so we have two more sources to finish on the sheet. That'll be the end of the first parak. Bez Hashem next week, and. Uh, and then off to the second pair. What is the bigger One is the loftier. The, the learning of Torah is the greater connection that we can have. And the prayer is the baseline connection that we like kinda need to have. No no, but I'm saying that between Rabbi Yochanan and the first opinion. Rabbi Yochanan is saying Rabbi Yochanan is saying that, that, that the connection that you're gonna get to uh, to Hashem through the afflictions is something yeah. So that means there's a mechanism even potentially deeper than Torah and Tefillah? No, no, it's just a temporary thing, obviously. Just a temporary. Because what, it, it helps a person expand past barriers that would have prevented them otherwise? Thank you, thanks for joining. See you next week. Yeah, because it's like, uh, you know, again, you know, sometimes you have to have a little bit of a dip in order to have a, a bigger rise. A, uh, let's call it a Yerida Litzorah Haliyah. Yeah, that's, that's Lashon Yerida? No. That's right.